Hello, everyone. So today we've got a very special episode for you, a bonus episode. If you got this episode by signing up to our giveaway, then thank you very much. This is a little thank you for signing up and we we hope you enjoy it. Today we talk about setting financial goals. It's quite interesting, actually, because we're three co-hosts and we each have very different perspectives in life because we have, we're from different generations. Uh, I'm 20, Alvar is 26, and Matias is in his 30s. So we talk about uh, our personal financial goals and how we set them from every person's perspective. And then we kind of summarize that into how, you know, a person can set financial goals what is the best way to do so and why it's good to set them in the first place. So very interesting. We really enjoyed recording this episode. So um, yeah, hope you do too. Welcome to the Financial Independence Europe podcast, where we interview people from all 44 European countries, all of them, about optimizing your life, geo arbitrage and making the most of your money. This was your hosts, Alvar, Herminta and Matthias. Hello, welcome everybody. Today we've got a really special bonus episode. And if you hear this before uh, January 2019 or whenever we will publish this, you're ahead of the game because this is our special episode where we give you an introduction and an idea of like how to set financial goals for the year 2019. We'll walk through the process of goal setting, the philosophy, um, the whole idea around it throwing personal situations of our own different lives in the sense that Erminta, they had a, the young one starting out, me the one in between, and Matthias, the seasoned veteran. <laughs> Come on. In, in terms of um, setting life goals or financial goals. And yeah, that's just a rough idea of this episode. And I'm really excited to this for this because it's really gonna, I really hope it's gonna help listeners, me, myself, everybody around to like get an idea. All right. Now, say I want to get started. Say I want to set goals for that 2019. How do others do it? What kind of process do they go through? What is their philosophy? Anyway, that in a nutshell in terms of the episode, but like to kind of get started, uh, I would be really curious. My co-host Matthias could tell us a little bit about like how he sets his goals, how it's structured, how he sees financial goals, what is philosophy behind this? Um, of course, I can uh, I can give you a glimpse uh, how I do it. Um, of course, it's uh, very unpragmatic as usual. Basically, I'm first of all, I like to look back and see what I what I already achieved in 2018. So, and then I say to myself, okay, I already have like 80%, not starting from scratch. Um, I already achieved a lot of things. So um, what's an, the next step? And that is the hard thing is not to say what the next after the next step, just say what is the next step for next year? What could be a good goal? Goals um, for me are not like, I mean, we speak about financial goals and for me, uh, it's really connected to all of the other parts of life. You cannot say, I want to start two startups uh, in 2019. And I also want to spend more time with family, travel around uh, the world. Uh, I mean, that could work, but um, it's most likely to fail. <laughs> Uh, so my opinion. Um, so that's why um, see how these uh, your financial goals uh, fit in your life and all the other parts of life. And what I then do is... Um, that, um, I mean, you, if you set goals, you need to align with your mission, with your, with your values, with your beliefs. Um, you cannot say, for example, if you believe uh, being an employee is, is shit, um, then you cannot have the goal <gasps> like to be the CEO yeah. or like becoming a manager in a big uh, corporate. So um, you need to align with your values, your mission and how you want to live. 
That's it. There's a method um, I'm, I'm using. You can also, it's uh, logical levels or it's, it's based on uh, the model from Robert Dills from the NLP. And it says mission, identity, values, beliefs, abilities, behavior. And behavior basically is your goal and the abilities is, are your skills. And then how does it fit in my environment? So that's that you can use. And you can also use it for every, for many other situations in life. Um, so that's it. So that's my framework. It's important if you set the goals, you should have it in control. And you should have like the resources if you want to build a spaceship. It makes sense to have like studied some mechanics and not psychology. It's easier. And yes, it should be formulated like positive. Not saying, for example, I don't want to be in the company anymore. You should say, I want to go for this. So, Matthias, you're saying that really a person should have their mission, beliefs, and um, all that jazz. How can this person get that mission and belief and vision? Like me right now, I'm discovering this and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. But what is my mission? How do I figure out my mission? First of all, there are a couple of frameworks. For example, the Robert Dills method there in NLP. There are frameworks to find that out. But if you ask me personally... I would say, ask yourself not what's your mission and how can you change the world. Just ask, where can you help other people? Where can you uh, create an impact, a small impact? And then maybe later on, it will be a bigger impact. For example, in the past, what things have you done well and which things you enjoyed? That's the mo most important thing. Instead of just asking what's your, your bigger goal, you will find out. For example, like, I mean... Elon Musk, in, he was 13. I'm, I'm not sure if he uh, was thinking about pay, uh, creating PayPal and uh, founding Tesla. Maybe he had a kind of idea about it, but I would be pragmatic. Just say, what do you want? Do you want, um, how do you want to live? Like imagine in your head, paint a picture of how your life will be. How is your flat looking in five years? How, where do you work in 10 years? Is it, is it an office space? Is it a, a beach? Um, how much time will you spend with your children? Um, what kind of work are you doing? Like, are you typing on a laptop? Or you want to craft things? You cannot say that, for example, in 10 years, you will be teaching yoga. Maybe you will also be doing Pilates or you will be... So that's um, live in the present and um, work from there. And for example, if you say um, in February, you will change your goals because you had some idea, then change it. You know, don't change too often. But if you want, uh, if you, yeah, if there's a reason for it, um, then go for it. Yeah, I just, uh, I'm just imagining a scenario where, for example, you're just discovering financial independence in your 30s and you're already responsible for a family, you have a stable job and you're just not very happy with your job. It's not very easy, you know, for that person to just quit their job and do whatever they love. Uh, you know, it has to be a bit more planned out because they have responsibilities. They might have a, a mortgage, a car, etc. So... If someone has an amazing vision, an amazing mission, and they kind of know what they want to do, but they're a little bit scared to take that first step because of all these responsibilities. And I think, Matthias, you're in a similar situation yourself. You have a family, you have a stable job, and you want to reach financial independence, but obviously you can't take too many risks because you have a family. I just want to ask, like, what are you, what is your advice to that person? My advice would be to um, have a transition. So, like, don't quit your job and just, I mean, you can do it. Like, start, uh, you can work, for example, if you want to work in a startup, you can just do that if you have some funding but if you don't have a funding i would just say work like four days 
um, then one day work on your personal things or just sign up for the 5am club like many people are doing it um, that you work from 5 to 7 you work for personal things then you, you bring your children to the kindergarten and from 9 you, you work on other people's companies or other people's goals that's that's it and what I practically how, how I manage these goals is I just put them into my calendar for example if I say I want to quit my job which is not my goal for next year um, I would just put it in for August so in 2000 and like 2017, I put it in my calendar, quit job, and I've done it exactly in the same month. Um, so I would just put it, put some pressure and and not having all goals in one month, uh, just balance it a little bit over over the year. Yeah, that would be the easiest step. But then it has to be small, practical steps you can uh, put in your calendar. Wow, Matthias, I would also really liked earlier you said like, you know, if you want to know where your mission and where everything is coming from, go back, you know, go what you've done in the past, try to learn from that. And at the same time, look in the future, where do you want to be in three, five years and like get like a combination out of the two, not just look back and, you know, hey, that's your mission and your statement and your goal, but also look ahead and combine the two. And out of that, like, form your goals, your mission, and all the just yes around that. Sorry, Aramid, I'm stealing your word, just yes or just or whatever you said. <laughs> I like that one. I, I like that. That's, that's pretty strong. I like your goal of, yeah, okay, I'm going to quit my job next August. But before putting that goal, I like what you said before is, you know, little steps. Before quitting my job, which is a huge step and a huge goal, first maybe build up my emergency fund. And a step to do that is maybe save 5% of my income, 10% of my income, 50% of my income. Break yes. that down as little as you can into something that you can start doing today. Uh, you don't have, maybe not, you don't have to have it uh, broken down in little steps, but you maybe just enough to have the next three steps um, because you maybe can't know the fifth and seventh uh, step because they might change uh, along the way. I learned it the hard way because I always, in 2012, 2011, there was getting things done and set your goals and plan everything and be productive. And I was over-engineering and uh, was using goal-setting tools and task managers um, the whole day. Then I recognized I just need a pen and some paper and I can get a new piece of paper every day and um, just work from there. And it's uh, highly effective. <laughs> okay, well, Matthias, like, I like that. <laughs> but you really sound like a goal-setting organizing machine if it comes to like the whole thought behind that. Um, and like fully like optimized in a lot of ways, but at the same time, allowing flexibility in there. Now, if it's really neat that, um, and at the same time, I'm also really curious um, what my other co-host is actually doing. Arminta, could you like after Matthias' amazing story, uh, may I go crazier and give us your take on it? My situation is a little bit different because I am currently 20 years old and it's very hard for me to think long-term. Every single year is different. Uh, at the age of 23, I'll be maybe in a different continent. At the age of 25, I'll be doing something else. At the age of 30, I might have a family. So it's kind of hard at 20 to think really long term because I have no idea what my responsibilities will be, you know, every single year. Um, so there's only one thing that I keep in mind every single year, and that is to keep saving 15% of my income. I'm not earning much at the moment. It's pretty low. So I can't do a crazy 80% savings rate like... Uh, <laughs> You, over, <laughs> But yeah, so I, I don't really know. I, I just know that the right thing to do is to save 
a bit of my income. I don't know for what yet, because I don't know what my responsibilities will be in five years. But I know that it's it's the good thing to do to keep 15% of my income. And I talk a lot about this on my um, on my personal blog, that to, to pay myself first, right? The minute I get my income, I take 15% of that and I put it into something. At the moment, I put it into index funds, a bit of peer-to-peer, and I just put it there and I'm just building that up year after year. So that's just like, that's the only thing that's constant year after year. And I've only been doing this for one year, so it's kind of like, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> but um, it's constant every single year. That's my number one goal. After that, you know, it changes. I will go a little bit more specific um, if some people are interested. For year 2019, at the moment, I'm I'm working towards building a 5,000 euro emergency fund so that then I can have the flexibility uh, when I want to change jobs. Because one of my dreams is to be able to work abroad. And I know to work abroad, I'll probably have to buy a ticket and accommodation and all that. So I'm just building up that that fund. I'll probably need more than 5,000, but that's just like my my little, my first goal. So I'm working towards that so that I can have more flexibility. I'm also paying off a few student overdrafts. I mean, there's no stress. There's 0% interest. Like there, there's nothing wrong there, but I'm just, you know, bit by bit. Then I would like to make a bit more money with my side hustles. My current biggest side hustle is uh, virtual assistant work. So I'm reaching out to new clients, trying to earn a bit more money. And my, my big, like huge goal, I guess, would be to uh, be able to work abroad somewhere like Southeast Asia, maybe even the US. And so I'm trying to like get started with that and build in a big enough cushion so I'm, uh, I can afford that. And obviously uh, on the side, I keep working on my, my personal blog, Financially Mint, uh, on this beautiful little podcast. And, um, and at the current uh, internship that I'm working at is, is really, I'm learning a lot. So I'm, I'm continuing with that. And then just the, the last point I wanted to make was maybe some steps that worked for me as a 20-year-old. If you're 20 or between 20 and 25, and you're listening to this, that might help you. I think number one is the budget, you know, uh, pay yourself first, 15%, 10% if you can't make 15, start with that. And if every single month you're taking that with you, it gives you the motivation, you know, to keep building. And also this is the 15% that will help you reach your goals. If, whether that's traveling the world, whether that's changing jobs, whether that's even reaching financial dependence, it's that 15% every single month month that's going to allow you to do that. So that's why really you want to start as soon as possible. So that's my number one. And then number two would be to um, reduce uh, mandatory expenses as much as possible. So things that you have to pay, whether you like it or not, you know, like rent, I don't know, bills, transport, all that. And then income, it's interesting. Although I... I am obviously a fan of earning more. I think that at my age, it's more important to look for something that fulfills you, something you really enjoy doing. Uh, so although I, I would rather, you know, work at something, work at a job that's giving me a lot of experience, but not much money, or then something that's giving me a lot of money that that I, I know I don't like. Because, you know, at 20, I've got like 40, 50 years ahead of me. I don't want to be doing that like for 40, 50 years. So I, I recommend other people my age to really look for that thing sacrifice the extra income and look for that thing that you really like. And then maybe have a side hustle that earns a bit of extra, like a bit like the virtual assistant stuff that I'm doing at the moment. And then my, my final tip would be to um, just get into the habit of investing and continuously uh, financial education. So you keep learning. And um, yeah, and then once you're older, you'll be like, oh, good, that's so cool. I've got this amazing cushion of money. I can use that for a down payment on my house. I can reach financial independence. I can travel the world. But really, the most important here for me is just continuously saving, and that will give you so much freedom. So that's my that's a bit of a summary of my financial goals. Um, I don't know if that helps. Hopefully, that helps a few people. 
a few, yeah, 20 year olds. I meant that that's actually pretty strong. And what I wanted to ask, like the 15%, how did you came up with that? Is there like a reason behind exactly 15%? Honestly, um, no. <laughs> I just think personally, based on my um, my income, uh, 15% is pretty much what I can do. Obviously, I recommend as much as you can without depriving yourself either. We don't want that. But uh, as much as you can would be the best. But I like putting a number to recommend to others. 15% is pretty imaginable. I mean, if you're making 1,000, uh, that's 150 a month. It's not bad. If you're making 500, then that's just less. Like, it's it's not a huge number, but it's not tiny either. So it gives, um, you know, it gives enough motivation, but it doesn't deprive you either. I don't know, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Do you think? Do you think you would put more than 15%? No, but I also think it's good to just be like, hey, you know, start with a number that's, you know, quite easy to accomplish. Exactly. So you, and also something you can track because if you just say 15%, 150 a month, um, track it in an Excel spreadsheet and that's something everybody can do. Yeah. And like, I like that because, you know, that's already saving way more than 99% of the population does. I mean, 99 exact number doesn't matter, but a lot more than most people. And by doing that and sticking to those habits, but at the same time, allowing yourself to experience life, to get, to go traveling, to have a long-term mindset as well in terms of like, hey, this is what I want to learn in X number of years. I want to work in Asia or the US or be location independent. You have that awareness in the back of your mind, but at the same time, you know, to get there, I'm saving a fixed number through a good habit but also learning as much as possible, but not over-focusing on like, hey, I need to do this this month and otherwise the world is over. Yeah, exactly. I don't think you need to be focusing too much on on like living as low as you can because I mean, the money that you're earning at 20 is is very little, right? You're not earning much. The The real difference comes when, you, when you're earning a lot. Then the savings rate is very important. When you're not earning much, you can't save much, let's be honest. So at that point, mm-hmm. you're better focusing on experience, on just doing things that, that will, uh, life skills, you know, skills that will help you in the future. Still saving a bit. Obviously, you want to get to that hobbit. You want to build your little cushion, but you don't need to go overboard either because, I mean, as I said before, you're not, you're not earning much. Put more of an emphasis on life experience. But obviously, this is me at 20. Uh, I, I've only lived 20 years. I don't really know. At 30, it's probably completely different. So this is just what I'm thinking. My opinion doesn't mean it's right. But awareness is strong. Keeping the good habits in, but at the same time having the realization like, heck, I'm 20, I want to enjoy life. No, I absolutely agree with that. I also think um, saving is not the most important thing, but investing that you, Mm. for example, if you have the opportunity to to work in a startup and maybe earn low money, then I would do it. And if you have the ability to um, attend a training that helps you, I would invest there, um, even if it's uh, kind of expensive. Um, So that is the most important thing, I would say, which I haven't done in my 20s. (laughs) But I guess it's it's a a good leverage. Yeah, I forgot to say that actually. Uh, um, If you can afford it, like if you... uh that 15%, right? You do it towards your goals, financial independence, that trip, whatever it is. But obviously, the best thing to do is to invest. So I tell on my blog, I tell like uh, young people, the earlier invest, you know, the magic of compound interest, the earlier you start, the better. Uh, that 15%, if you don't really know exactly what to do with it, just invest it, build it up. And uh, in 20 years, you'll be so happy to have that. Alva, okay. Um, now we had the young dog and we had the, the old fruitful... <laughs> 
the old guy. So I would like to ask you as a, um, as a life hacker, how do you plan your goals and um, <laughs> uh, what are they actually? Matthias, thank you so much for that. And I also really like that, you know, I'm kind of the in-between version of you two. And you guys also started out. So now I can throw in my crazy approach, which is actually incredibly simple and boring because like I don't believe in overcomplicated Excel spreadsheets um, as philosophy courses. I believe in strong general principles, which doesn't mean I don't have fixed goals. But for me, it's about, okay, I want to get towards my goal, but the way to get there should be flexible, should be open. Principles I kind of live by are like, for example, the 80-20 rule, where it's about, okay, if I throw in a crazy amount of effort to get towards a certain goal, it might simply not be worth it. I might accomplish a lot, but compared to like not doing it and doing something else that's easier and getting equal, that's like kind of the philosophy I follow. I think it would be quite kind of cool to try on a bunch of numbers. Like, for example, if you talk about financial independence, for me, a number like for myself, I want to reach is 300k, so 300,000 euro in terms of like uh, my actual Nasdaq, my portfolio. And on that value, I consider myself lean FI. For two people, I would say 600k, and that's my financial independence goal. Well, in order to get there, for me, it's really about, okay, I have to build a framework. I have to build a way of living to get towards that, that goal and like also adjust it if needed. So in essence, that comes down to, for example, saving between 50 and 80% of my income. So my goal for every single year is saving between 50 to 80%. Does it mean I always exactly have to save 80? No, it means that that's kind of the bandwidth I want to stick to. So I think if you save 50, you're already, you know, beating the entire world, if that's your goal. But I'm young. I live uh, together with my girlfriend. My costs are low. I can save a lot. So I can set a high goal. I feel that's a good way of going. Keeping a bit of margin between, don't go for a crazy fixed goal, but, you know, be ambitious, and but don't be crazy over ambitions and combine that with the two. At the same time, I also have goals for like my actual investment returns because a lot of folks, people like within financial independent movement, just say, dump your money in ETFs, uh, leave it at that. You'll get your 7% a year average and stick to that. I have my saving goals. I've got my actual FI number goals, but I also got a goal in terms of like what I want to get back every single year. So for me, it's I want to roughly get between 10 and 15% on my investments every single year. And obviously that's an average. There will be years where that's not happening. There will be years where it does work cuts uh, or I make way more or exactly that. But the reason why I chose this 10 to 15% is because uh, I like, you know, to like, at the moment, I'm in my accumulation phase. I can take more risk. This is the moment for me to make money, to take risk, to earn a lot of dividends, a lot of get high yields on my investments. And because of that realization, like I'm young, I can actually set a high goal and, you know, not just stick to 7%. I feel like, hey, I can do better. That's where that goal kind of comes from, like get to that 10 to 15 and get to financial independence in that way faster. But yeah, I might actually, you know, say in 10 years when I'm 35 or actually 36 at the time and I'm like, hey, I want to go to more conservative. And I'm like, oh, 10 to 15, that's so risky. I should, you know, minimize things and like take it easy. That's in essence like how I have my financial uh, independence philosophy structurized. I find that very interesting. So you're 26 at the moment. I just wonder, just out of curiosity, you at 20, were you very different than now at 26? Do you think that at 20 you had the same financial goals than at 26? I love that question. Absolutely not. At 20, I was insanely frugal. Really? <laughs> I, 
as in I had no exact straight out financial goals as in like financial independence. I was just, I save as much as possible and I can't spend a single euro and I live to live for like 300 euro a month and like keep oh everything God. as cheap as possible. Yeah, I actually did it for a few years. Anyway, oh um, <laughs> like no, at 20, I was absolutely not like that. That's, I was not as open. Well, I was open-minded, but I didn't have to like the life experience to really have an idea like, you know, what do goals mean to me in the end and how do I get to them? And what's like the most natural, healthy way of actually doing that? And obviously locking yourself up and living on 300 euro a month and not spending anything and working 60 hours a week is not oh the way God. towards happiness and actually getting towards your goals. Now that's, that luckily enough changed over the last uh, six years now. But now I would, I would say I was a good saver and I had goals in terms of like, you know, oh, I can only spend 300 and I want to save 2000 euro a month, blah, blah, blah. I, I had like those really short-term goals when I was 20. But, but why, not like why the, were you saving so much? For what reason? Because I was hoarding cash and I was like, oh, I'm afraid that I will run out of money and I need to ah, earn okay. and save as much as possible. Um, scarcity mindset almost. Ah, I see. And that's why that kind of, like, that was me at 20. So I feel like the more life experience you get, to, you know, the better you also realize what goals mean in the end and what you can do for it for yourself. But I actually love that question because if I look at you now at freaking 20 <laughs> and like how different that is, like, you're ahead of the curve in insane ways. Um, no, but thank you for that question, Armenta. Well, I would like to <laughs> flip it on to Matthias, if that's okay. You're in your uh, 30s. You at 26, um, did you have different financial goals? I always was a good saver. And until like 20, I haven't spent so much money or like until 18. It was um, a very different time. And then starting from 18, I spent a lot of money for concerts and seeing bands and clubbing because I lived in Berlin. And that's uh, the, things you, the things you have done then in Berlin. And I always had some, some stocks like starting from 18, 20. Until 26, I wouldn't say, I would say I haven't done much with my finance. I also had to live from a very low amount of money, like 300 to 500 euros when I was studying so I was just taking the food out of the fridge of my parents and uh, starting from 27 then I had started a job and I was starting to save money again but not in in, in the crazy ways, ways I was doing it um, because I also was traveling spending more money um, still going to to see bands and so I was not too frugal and I haven't for example now people have the access and also it's very Many people know about this financial independence and uh, really care about this. I wasn't. I was just collecting stocks, and then the uh, the rest of the money I had was was spending on traveling, experiences, uh, festivals. I even had a car for one year. Can you imagine that? <laughs> I mean, you you also mentioned a couple of um, uh, goals for 2019. I also was just talking about how to set goals, but I also want to throw in. Uh, like what what actually goals uh, now at the end of December or, or December I see for 2019 for me and um, I split in two things because I want to invest in myself and I want to also want to like the main goal is to refactor my, my my personal finance. First of all, I want to learn about real estate because I really hate it, but I see that now where prices are high, <clears throat> I can uh, learn about it to be ready when the dip is coming. So when prices are affordable and the next goal is that I also want to yeah, save on tax because I, I spent an incredible, incredible amount of tax. I spent more tax than you earn 
uh, Araminta, I would say. I need a framework to like creating a business to save this, for example, the capital gain tax. So I have to research. I downloaded a couple of books and I, um, I think um, at the beginning of 2090 I will. And then uh, if I just continue with my monologue, uh, <laughs> I wanted to split my stock portfolios because it's, I, I um, followed a couple of strategies and tried different things out. And I think it's a little bit, it's mixed up. And to keep it simple, I want to have like four uh, portfolios for my Uh, stocks, ETFs and, and stuff for different strategies that I can track them easily without uh, having too many spreadsheets uh, just to see the um, performance. So I want to split like for a quality strategy for a dividend or dividend and quality for trend following and, and then some playground and a place for ETFs. And I also want to reduce my peer-to-peer -peer investments like in the uh, middle of the year because I think our reward-risk ratio is getting worse um, slowly. So I want to maybe um, yeah reallocate some money um, from that. And because Alva also mentioned the 300k and 600k also have the goal like having 300k That gives me cash flow to survive, maybe, and then the 600k as a second stage uh, where I can live good, I would say. And yeah, and also um, I have to pay a lot of money for for the kindergarten, and also my 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 girlfriend is in parental leave, so I will have also to compensate that a little bit. So I think until September I will spend a lot of money for childcare and stuff related. And then I would like to, I have the goal to go from my, from my 45 uh, savings rate to like 60, I hope, because I'm not spending so much. And I want to also want to have like 15% cash available if there is opportunity to invest, like if there is a bigger dip in the markets, I want to be able to, to purchase a couple of stocks and so on. So that's, I think that's it for So one thing. I have also some other. I have the Amazon strategy to invest a lot for the first um, half of the year. So I will attend a lot of trainings uh, to improve my skills in project management, sales and soft skills to get to the next stage in my career. So what's interesting is that really your goals are a lot of financial education. You want to learn a lot about real estate. You want to learn about a stock portfolio. You want to learn about dividend investing. So you're really getting... You're, you're putting yourself into high gear financial education. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's, I'm fat fire and I was lean <laughs> fire, I would say. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm nothing. You, you're I'm also bad. lean fire. I would, no, yeah, I'm... Balan balanced lean fire, I would I'm, say. Yeah, I'm not too hardcore. I just wanted to do a little summary here so our listeners can have a clear idea of really what, is it, what, what it means to set goals and how to do it. Uh, so... Taking um, into account the three like different perspectives here, we think that really the first step is to find you know your inspiration. What is it really that you're aiming for? Is it financial independence? Is it to be able to retire early? Do you want to change job? Do you want to travel? Do you want to get out of debt? So for me personally, it's I'd like to. I mean, yeah, change job. I would like to go travel, work abroad. For Alvar, it's what is it exactly? It's financial independence, really. And for uh, Matthias, it seems to be uh, that cushion. You're, you're focusing more on your goals, really. Your inspiration is financial education, let's just say. You just want to learn as much as you can. Would that be correct? I want to learn and I want to get a higher income, uh, maybe also side hustling, and uh, want to be able to go FI, but don't have to. 
That's okay, more the goal. So cool. That's just so the first step is really to find your inspiration. What is it that you're really aiming for? And then we could say that the second step is to really just examine your situation. What what are what are the priorities? What do you need to get done first? So for me personally, it's putting in that system of 15%. You know, every single month I get my income, I take 15%, I put it away somewhere safe. I make sure that happens. I make sure I have a budget. I make sure that I'm building towards what I want. So for Alvar, it's more, uh, he's already got a really high savings rate. So I guess his is to just keep going, right? Yeah, for me, it's having those strong habits in place and mainly trying to enjoy life more. Like me at 20, being crazy frugal. Mm. Like I still have that quite often. And like I, I try to just, you know, saving rates, that part I've already learned and accomplished. The goal is enjoy life more, but in a cheap way. I also want to add that I have also written down that on my goal list to enjoy life and also especially enjoy family that, yeah, to emphasize this a little bit more. And also, I mean, I'm in charge of like project management and the children, but also enjoy being in charge uh, because um, the responsibility is not only a bad thing. So enjoying 2019 is really a huge goal and it's for free most of the time. <laughs> and so you would say examining your situation from what you said before, you want to make more money, side hustles, but you, you're very happy at your job. So you've got number one, find your inspiration. Number two, examine your situation. And number three, very generic, but I guess it's just to simply take action, you know, to write down what those goals are. Um, what those goals are and what you really need to do to get there. So for me personally, it's just keep going with that 15%, maybe make it higher if I want to, but honestly, I'm, I'm okay with it. My uh, take action goal would be to try to get more clients as a virtual assistant and keep that side hustle going, growing, uh, so that then I can reach that goal faster. For Alvar, what would you say is your take action? Right now, it's invest cash and don't have 60% of your portfolio sitting in either in cash or low-yielding savings accounts. Um, but... Um, like, so that's like my immediate goal at this very moment, deploy cash in more efficient ways and take it out of low yielding investments, which is pretty hard with a crazy overvalued market. But like for that, 2019, my goal is really get a more stable income because mine has been bouncing around like crazy last years to go traveling and not, you know, having one stable fixed job for longer periods. So like, you know, have a stable income stream coming on in that sense. And at the same time, work on all my other side hustles, investments, but really get stability uh, in terms of just this fixed paycheck because it helps a lot just having the, a couple grand coming in a month. Matthias, what is your one take action step what is something you're going to take action on for 2019 uh, i want to experiment with uh, with side hustles for example to share my knowledge in, in workshops and see if somebody would pay for it or even enjoys it i don't have to do it but um my girlfriend uh, is selling stuff on ebay and she gained like 400 euros and i also need to make at least 401 euro <laughs> um, to compete with her so i need to to earn it just for my confidence you know for your, <laughs> for your ego yes <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i guess the last point uh, is financial education we all agree on this and it's i think all quite a large part of our goals to just simply keep educating yourself and it might sound really like repetitive and boring but it's true and it's, it's not hard you just listen to a few podcasts read a few blogs read a few books this is why um if you're listening to this before 2019 you probably entered our giveaway and in our giveaway were several books. So we're hoping that kickstarts your financial education, helps you get there. And there's so many other ways to educate yourself financially and it doesn't have to be boring at all. So yeah, I mean, in, in total, it'd be, you know, find your inspiration, examine your situation, take action and then financial education. I think that's a cool 
So, Araminta, thank you very much for that awesome summary. That's really like to the point how we are all doing things a good structured way with some awesome personal examples. Well, we've kind of covered everything like that. We're slowly going to wrap it up. From us as, as a podcast, I want to wish everybody like an amazing 2019 and also Christmas if you listened before. And yeah, anyway, guys, thank you so much for the awesome episode. Thank you. Happy New Year. Bye-bye. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. We hope you learned something new and enjoyed the show. You can support us by doing this. Subscribing to your favorite podcast program and leaving us a review. Following us on Instagram and Twitter at Financial Independence Europe. Sending us an email with questions and feedback. We would love to hear from you. All the mentioned articles, books and cool resources can be found in the show notes at financial-independence.eu. Thank you for listening and see you next time.